Welcome to a wild weird. There we go. Sweet. Well, I really appreciate you coming on like after like checking out your Instagram and then like seeing all the cool content you've uh you've posted, people you've talked to on YouTube. Like I've I was like, "Oh man, this is like she'd be super awesome to like have a fun conversation about Marvel." Um <laughs> I'm assuming like you've been loving this since you're a kid, right? Yes, and and just wanted to thank you for your patience also with me. I've been uh, been a little sick the last couple of weeks, but I'm finally totally feeling better. So, um, but yes, I love, I love Marvel. I love, I actually was a DC fan first. Okay. Um, I don't know what generation you are, but I grew up, uh, on Smallville. Um, Small- I've watched Smallville. I was a little late to the game cause I was younger, okay. but I did watch all the seasons up okay. until I, all of them, I think for like, except the last two, maybe. Oh man, those were good seasons. The the last the I I still believe that the series finale, so that the last episode is one of the best series finales that I've ever watched still okay. to this day. It is it's so good. Oh, I'm gonna definitely check that out then because yes, I mean do it. I really liked the show. I thought the cast was great. Yep. I, I can't remember his name, but Tom I um, the dude who played Lex Luthor. Oh, Michael Rosenbaum. Michael Rosenbaum. Yes. Uh, I got reintroduced to him through listening to a couple podcasts, comedy podcasts. And he was friends with like Bobby Lee and different comedians. Yes. And I was like, he's funny. I this guy from somewhere. I mean, he's got hair now, you know, like yes. he his head for the show. <laughs> so I was like, this guy looks really familiar, but he's got hair. I was like, oh, look. And then like he brought it up because the guy is super funny. And yes. And the one thing I liked about him on that show is like he still had some humor, like he, I, to me, I think he was the best Lex Luthor. I was, yes. I, I'm not a big fan of, uh, I'm so bad with names, but the guy who played Mark Zuckerberg in the Facebook movie. Yeah, um, Jesse Eisenberg. Jesse, Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah. I get what they were trying to go to go for because, yeah. you know, that was the time when everybody's trying to be the over yeah. the top, compete with the Joker type, like personality. Yeah. He had his own take, but Michael Rosenbaum had this like, kind of like, this guy's crazy. Yeah, he knows he had to do something yes. dramatic, but yeah. he's also funny and, and a little saucy, genu- huh? A little saucy too. Very saucy. Yeah. And I was like, this show just had a good cast, and you know, and obviously there's that drama that went on with uh, the girl who played Lois. I think it, like not Lois, but um, um, Chloe. Chloe, and you know, yeah. but that doesn't take away from the fact that that was a great show. Yes. At a time yeah, where like Ugh. all I was familiar with was animated cartoons yeah like um i i grew up on like saturday morning cartoons spider-man the animated series that was my fault i wasn't a big ninja turtles guy so like once i started watching spider-man i gravitated towards that and that's what kind of got me started but do you remember like the moment where you're like oh i love this and this is gonna be my life like i'm gonna ride with this till i die oh man that's a great question um I think, I think it's kind of, I'll I'll tell you a story because I feel like it's just been constantly 
uh, ingrained into me since I was a little kid. But so I, I grew up with older siblings. I'm the baby. And so I always looked up to what my older brother and my older sister did. Uh, my brother's four years older than me, and he was a big Batman guy. And so he had this costume, this just like a little kid's dress up Batman costume. Um, but I used to sneak into his room <laughs> before he was awake and I would steal that little costume out of his closet and put it on and just play with my cousins. And, um, and I just, I loved it. It was my favorite thing and it would drive my mom crazy. Cause she, always, <laughs> she wanted me to play with Barbies and, you know, dolls and all that kind of thing. And that's just not, that's just not me. No, um, I get that. So I, I would say since I was a little kid, but my my adulthood moment was uh, the first Avengers movie. I saw I had seen the previous movies, but I didn't know what they were doing. Yeah. Un until the first Avengers. movie, I didn't know they were me. I didn't know they were building up to the Avengers. I wasn't yeah. too familiar with the comics, so I didn't know this was going to be like Avengers, then Avengers 2 and then, you know, on to Endgame. Yep. Yep. And and that was kind of it was the visionary moment. It's where you could see what Kevin Feige was thinking when uh, as he's planning out these movies. It's like, oh, we're going to get more of this. That's that's exciting. Exactly. And like on a regular basis, too. Yeah. Like, I think that like when I first, I think the first one I watched was Iron Man because I was I believe the first Marvel movie of that sequence to come out mm -hmm. and. I was like, cool, Robert Downey Jr.? I was like, I remember him from, like, in the past. I know about his, you know, kind of background and mm -hmm. the movies he did in the 80s and 90s. And I was like, this is perfect. I was like, yeah. and then I got, you know, introduced to, like, what he kind of looked like in the comics. And then I was like, well, this kind of looks like him. This is kind of the perfect matchup. And yeah. I don't know if things would have gone the same, like, if he was an Iron Man. Like, he kind of yep. established that foundation of, like, universe building and i didn't think it was ever going to come to what it is now now you got you know guardians of the galaxy all these animated animal characters it went from like being more kind of technological to very magical very yeah. like very universal and cosmic and it just keeps getting better for me yeah like, so what would you say like have you been watching the animated shows or not the the television shows on disney plus I have been watching those. Um, and I also like during during 2020, when we had that Marvel, the MCU content drought, mm -hmm. I did start watching. Um, I forget what it's called, but all like the America Chavez, all the Young Avengers, uh, that that animated series. Um, yeah, I've, I've heard of it. I've never watched it. Yeah. Oh, it's 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 really, really good. <laughs> I was surprised. I'm like, I'm a 30 something year old woman and I'm fully enjoying these cartoons. <laughs> That's awesome though. No, I yeah. get it. But yes, I have been watching the Disney plus shows. I think they're, I think it's, it's awesome the way that they're expanding the universe and I can't wait to see how that impacts our show, our movies on the big screen, like yeah. who, who they bring into silver screen MCU. See, and that that's something I was thinking about as well, where I'm like, okay, Avengers was so big. You know, they have they have to balance uh, dialogue with all the main characters, the side characters, the introductory characters, villains, different things. And yeah. I was like, how are they going to do this? But they pulled it off. Yeah, like, so far. Yeah, so far they pulled it off. But now it's even bigger and more expansive. 
So, you know, how are you going to throw in Moon Knight into a yeah. movie? How are you going to throw in Miss um, Marvel? Um, forgot her name. Uh, the one, the, the female that was on Hawkeye. Uh, uh, Kate Bishop. Kate Bishop. Yep. So you throw all these characters and try to balance that into a storyline. And yeah, there's always been that kind of hint that, you know, King the Conqueror is going to be the Thanos of this. Yeah. And I, I remember watching that show on HBO, uh, Lovecraft Country. Yes. Love Oof, that, that show. And then when, goosebumps. When I, yeah. When I, oh my God. Like, I, and it sucks. I don't know if the, I don't think they're going to do another season. Like, that was yeah. pretty, like, what it's going to be. But the fact that he is the guy that was on that show, I forgot his name, is going to play King. I was like, yeah. Oh man, this is going to be nice. He's such a good actor. Yeah, John, it, Jonathan Majors. Um, I don't know if he's going to be Nathaniel Richards, who is um, uh, in the comics. He is uh, related to Fantastic Four, Reed Richards. Um, oh. But I don't know because he's so far just credited as he who remains. So I don't know how he's going to tie in but i do i mean there are so many ways like with all the different characters that are coming in i'm wondering if they will do multiple teams like because we're getting all these fantastic four characters but we're also getting our young avengers characters yeah and we're also getting like blade and moon knight and you know maybe mercs for hire um or heroes for hire or, or the um the mercenaries for hire. I forget what the team is. It name Midnight is. Suns. Midnight Suns. Yeah, that's one. Yeah, Midnight Suns. Um, and then there's one more that I oh, like with Captain Carter or Captain Britain. I don't know. Oh, I just saw this. Like I know. MI13, maybe. I don't know, but there's there or Excalibur. Like there's so many possibilities, and to me, that's so exciting. Um, that's what was awesome about the first Avengers movie was all the different things that they could do with with these characters and the same with what they're doing now yeah no and it, it's pretty mind-blowing because it's like there it's uh, it's giving a little bit to everybody it's so much fan service yes like, i i love what is happening right now and anybody that to me anybody that complains about too much fan service i don't i can't i don't know what's going on like no. i just yeah. I, I love it like i'm you know i'm a fan i'm not the most knowledgeable fan because I, I came in this a little late, you know, yeah. I, I got into it with the movies and the animated cartoons when I was younger. And then, you know, I got to, I got preoccupied with live kind of like, didn't watch TV for a long time. To be honest, I was just like, you, you're trying to pay bills. And I was just so far away <laughs> from this. And then I was like, you know what, why am I depriving myself of things? I love let's come back. So now I'm like catching up. I'm playing catch up. I'm trying to understand yeah. and learn more about the background of these characters. And like, what's the story behind Moon Knight? What's the story behind uh, Miss Marvel, Captain Marvel? Like becoming more knowledgeable of it because then when you go to watch the movies and uh, and you see these characters on screen, you're like, oh, now I'm kind of aware. It kind of makes you feel involved, like you know something that the actor or actress knows because they did the research on that character. Mm -hmm. And you feel like, oh, okay, now I can kind of see this movie from a different perspective. Instead of just seeing it on the surface level, you're like, I can understand this. Like, I can only imagine, like, how you view these movies. And, like, because you have so much knowledge of, like, the characters <laughs> in the comics. 
like thinking like, oh, I wonder what they're going to do next. Are they going to go with this storyline? They're going to go with that storyline. And that's got to be super fun. <laughs> I can only imagine. It's it, it's fun and it's fun being able to speculate with with my friends and, um, you know, talk about what what they might do and the possibilities where they could go. But I will say that there is an element of jealousy. I get super jealous sometimes when like some of my friends have no idea what's going on in the MCU. And so when Same. they watch my, a movie, my wife is like that. I try to talk yes. to her about it. And she's like, I don't care. It's still a surprise, like the reveal of the Winter Soldier. Um, my family was so surprised, and a lot of my friends were super surprised. And I, I wish, like, I do kind of wish that I had not known. <laughs> it's like spoiling it for yourself, you know? Yeah. And they kind but, of did it really quickly, too. What's like, that? Like, they kind of, like, exposed who the Winter Soldier was really oh, quickly. Oh, yes. And I think probably because people were familiar with the comics um i mean not the vast majority of people though so you're right it was pretty quick yeah and plus you know you had sebastian stan playing the winter soldier and that 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 guy is like extremely good looking and popular because i I, like i don't know too much about him but i know he played on like some tv shows in the early 2000s and 90s i think and so i was like oh Okay, so I kind of went back with like, oh, that's that guy. I saw him. He just didn't have nice. long hair and wasn't as buff. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know. I just there's so much to look forward to. Mm-hmm. And uh I don't know. I like especially with like I just what's the most recent thing I watched? I've been watching um Miss Marvel. Have you been watching yes, Miss Marvel? I have been watching Miss Marvel. That show is a, a delight. Like, it is, it is a delight. Like it's so I I I'm wondering, this is just my opinion, but I feel like they're like because they built Spider-Man up into being this big character from you know since Civil War through all his movies, and they're kind of starting Miss Marvel out like that, kind of like this is her in high school, her personal yeah. struggles dealing with her her background or ethnicity, the her wanting to express herself in a certain way and that conflicting with like her parents' view, which mm-hmm. me being because I I am a first generation immigrant, my father moved here from Portugal. Uh, when he was 17 years old and so like seeing that perspective of like having a parent who you know coming to this country sacrificed a lot and kind of wants you to go in a different direction you know like like that dreams and uh kind of like creative expression wasn't the number one priority it was yeah you know go to school get a career support yourself support your family and which I understand, you know, because that's how they were raised. But watching yep. this, I relate to it so much because like seeing what and her parents still being empathetic too. like, yes, they're, yes. Not even the, they're not even the most hardcore version of that. Yeah. Parent. They're understanding. You could tell and sense that love that they have for mm-hmm. her mom. and that you can kind of sense that there's something going on with her mom and like she's got some trauma. Yeah, you know, and this is endless for this kind of storyline. It's like I think this is probably going to be a one of the most emotional, emotional, in depth like stories and re- of relationship with mm-hmm. your friends, um, with your relationship with the world, yourself, and like your, your parents. Because like, I hope nothing ever happens to her dad. Because that guy's a, that guy's a gem. And her I mom. know, like that guy. I wish that guy's the most like. 
that guy is awesome. Like he's, he's just, so he's sweet. Just, he's so sweet and so genuine. Like yeah. it's hard to, it's hard to even think of like, oh yeah, I can relate. You, everybody's so relatable, mm -hmm. and it's wonderful. And when you're watching that show, especially with the art, the animation, I I catch a little Scott Pilgrimy vibe to it. You know? Yes. Ooh, that's a good parallel. Yeah. And nothing. I haven't seen, I don't think a Marvel show. I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy, maybe. And like yeah. Thor Ragnarok was a little kind of colorful like that. Mm -hmm. But just to be able to see that the, the animations kind of like what ideas are flowing through her mind throughout her day and the imagination as she's like going through her day and how she views the world. Yeah. And I don't know. I just thought they did an amazing job on this. And, I, and each episode is just more pleasant than the other. And mm -hmm. I don't know. There's, there's so much hope for Marvel. I love it. Yes. And I, I, this is, I'm really, really, really glad and grateful that they are doing uh, such a service to the character of Ms. Marvel by giving her a full series to explore her origin before kind of tossing her into the, you know, the 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 big game you know with all the other um players i wish that they had done the same with america chavez mm -hmm. um because i am a big america chavez fan and she's from i haven't had it but she's the she's the character from dr strange the multiverse of yes. madness correct okay mm -hmm. she is the um i believe she's the first hispanic hero uh the first female hispanic hero mm -hmm. that we have in the MCU and one of the first LGBTQ yes. um, heroes. And so um, I, I just, I really wish that they had explored. I just, it would have done more justice to the character. I think to have her um, origin story be in a series series format. Mm -hmm. um, it was very vague. Like I heard it was very vague. Like, yeah. cause it's like, did you throws... see, did you see it? Multiverse I haven't seen it. Okay. I, I've, I've had people spoil it for me quite a bit. But I haven't seen it. Not you. Like okay, I won't. But, I won't uh, no, spoil like, it. I, I plan on seeing it. It's just. I think it was just really timing. It's yeah. like I don't really go to the movies that much because of my kids, and yeah. like I got a four-year-old son and a one and a half-year-old son, and it's just like it's hard okay. for me to go see a movie. Yes, it really is. Yes. So I'm like I've been waiting for it to. Come. I think it comes out on Disney Plus this month. It or next month. I thought it might it might be July. It could be June. I don't know. One of the J's. It's either yeah. this month or next month. <laughs> but I'm a little, I'm a little late in the game. But yes. I have friends. I'll go to. I'll, I'll be like some friends, and they'll be like, "Oh, did you watch the Multiverse of Madness yet?" And I'm like, "Not yet." And they're like, "Ugh." I'm like, "It's okay," because like I'm the type of person, is that I can take the spoilers depending on what okay. it is. Most of Marvel yeah. stuff, I'll take the spoilers because I can still enjoy watching it. I want. I think it's like my brain decides to block out everything I previously heard about it because <laughs> it, like I'd never think about what I was told while I'm watching it because I'm so into it. I'm so like locked into the experience. Yeah. So yeah, don't worry about spoilers. Spoilers are good. If you, you could say whatever okay. you want to say, but um, okay. you know, and that's the thing, like uh, for like for a character who is the first, you know, Hispanic uh, LGBTQ member, mm -hmm. like, she should have had her own show a little yeah. bit more detailed to understand who she is instead of just throwing her in yeah. and kind of seeing, okay, this is her, this is her power. This is probably what universe she came from. Yeah. And a character like that deserves 
to know the story. Do you believe like she'll make an, an appearance on maybe another TV series or another movie so they can go more in depth with the story? Yeah. Um, I mean, her, her power set is, and it, it looks like they are keeping her power set from the comics in the mm-hmm. MCU. So her power set is She is extremely powerful. She can access multiverses. Um, she can punch through entire dimensions. I mean, she's so, just... and she is the first character that they introduce that can do that. Yes, yeah, yeah, and she's got. Without giving too much away, they they introduce her parents. She's got two moms, um, and they introduced really vaguely a um, possible like not conflict, but. Um, a, maybe a mission where America goes on a quest to find her moms. Her moms are gone, mm-hmm. um, but probably, possibly not dead. So she she could still, at some point in the future, go out and find her moms, um, which it seems like maybe they're setting it up for that. I don't... That, to me, would make a great series. But it would. I don't, I don't know how they're going to... Um, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to wait for Disney Plus Day or the Investors Day to see what all they announce. But well, that's interesting because, like, when you look at like the the calendar of all the movies and shows coming out, it kind of looks like well, if they're going to get that, it's a while down the road. Unless it's like they're already yeah. working on it and they just haven't announced yet, like a surprise. Whatever yeah. they do, their you know their kind of conventional display of like what they're doing, right? You no, know? and so. I don't know. I think I think that would be great. I think that would be like a cool story. They they could have done it. They would have probably made her like a rela- a lot more relatable and understand like standable as a character during that movie because you're like, yeah. oh, we know about her already. We know what yeah. she's dealing with. Uh, we know about her emotional struggles. We know about her kind of like childhood and like what brought her into being the the woman that she is now, and it, yeah. it allows you to connect with connect with her more. Yeah, a hundred percent. Um, I, I, I just, I really hope they flesh that out a little bit more at some point in the future. I don't know how, like you said, their slate is already so stacked. So yeah, I don't know where it would fit, but I hope it does fit at least sometime in the next few years. Because that that little that actress, little I shouldn't call her a little actress. That's so condescending. But uh, Sochi Gomez uh-huh. is. Uh, she is a great she's fun um she's a great actress so um i they she for me she was a little underutilized in the film mm-hmm. so hopefully they can um raise her platform a little bit moving forward i think they will i think they'll do justice of yeah. that like i think there's, there's these young <laughs> I hope so. these young actors like these young actors that are playing these new marvel characters like you know when Iron Man first initially came out, you know, you Robert Downey Jr. just like that felt like his natural personality. Yeah. So it kinda, it's like, oh, he's just transferred over. Now he's playing this guy, but this is Robert Downey Jr. Well, and then it, all those movies kind of to me took like a serious tone right away. Yeah. Thor was kind of like the the one that I felt like, oh, they lightened up a little bit. This is funny. Like it's they they're like, we don't want to yeah. take this gigantic Viking looking man who's obviously very he's a good looking man. He's obviously very physically kind of like demanding let's not make him super serious you know let's yeah. make him kind of comical and that's why i love that they turned it like especially i think it 
that's the dark world i don't know if i caught that vibe from him yet but like no not not yet ragnarok mm-hmm. was really his i, I think taiko waititi um when taiko waititi just kind of brought out the humor yeah you know and i think also with um i think it was james gunn who directed guardians of the galaxy right the first one mm-hmm. i feel like if it wasn't for him like chris hemsworth's character and being a little bit more humorous but also dealing with the trauma of losing his mom losing his father um and you know kind of things not working out with him and jane and like he's he genuinely feels alone and it's and he had a sad moment in endgame you know he kind of let himself go a little bit he got a belly kind of developed a drinking video game problem and (laughs) that was hilarious i loved that and it it made him relatable but then like you're kind of like oh yeah this is even though he is an asgardian god he he is a relatable person and no matter how how many powers you have or how strong you are your struggle is inevitable and you have to deal with emotions and deal with your problems and marvel is getting so good at that and these young actresses and young actors that they have playing these new characters like they they figure out a way to like have the balance the like the complexities of you know the environment they grow up in the mm-hmm. uh, the backgrounds they come from and but balancing that with humor and yeah and that it, it identifies with me so much because i relate to it like you know all of us have complex backgrounds of uh things that we dealt with in the past um struggles challenges and i've always tried to approach those with a sense of humor you know because mm-hmm. i'm like why why do i want to sit around and be sad and feel bad about myself or anything and it gets nothing done and i'm i'm not time's going to pass by and i'm not going to enjoy my life and then having children that kind of gave me the mm-hmm. perspective and you think like when i had my first son i thought that oh you're going to have a kid everything's going to change your emotions are going to change you're going to lock in you're going to be dad of the year you're going to be fully invested <laughs> and it's a lot more challenging than that. I thought like it didn't happen. Yeah. I was like, okay, I'm trying my best. I have no idea what I'm doing. And, uh, and I just became more stressed out. Right. Because I'm worrying <laughs> constantly about my children and I'm yeah. like, it never goes away. And then there was a lot of personal stuff in my life going on with like, like my parents and their health. And I told myself, I'm like, you know, why are you doing this? Like, be more positive. And throughout that process of trying to grow as a human being, trying to grow as a father and a husband, like Marvel helped with that because I'm like, oh, yeah, the world doesn't revolve around me. There are people, yeah. even if they're <laughs> fictional people, they, they're teaching you that no matter how serious or detrimental things sound, like if the universe is at stake, you can laugh in between in the moments. And like, I love that about Marvel. And they're getting better and better with it with this tv series and to see like these people are going through a lot their life is challenging they have different struggles they have things with their families and i in a way i feel like they're one of few shows or even like any brand that is trying and showing like hey and bringing people together on one common Mm -hmm. thing and you know, it's all based around one enemy because they have a per like and like think about Miss Marvel. I don't even think you need a villain for the show. They're gonna have one. But like it's such like a perspective of her character 
and what she's going through, you could just not have a villain, and this show's still great. Yeah. yeah. I the the thing about Thor, you know, well, Thor and you know what you're saying about um relatable characters and the struggles that we that we identify with, you know, with Thor in Endgame, I I could talk about that piece of character development mm-hmm. ad nauseum because I love it so much. Everyone thinks that it was played for laughs and it and it was i mean it was funny but it is such a it's such an accurate portrayal of grief and depression and you know self-doubt is oh oh my gosh and you know depression and anxiety and all that it doesn't discriminate so like you were saying you know fatherhood doesn't fix it getting married doesn't fix it um it seeing thor struggle with that thor the asgardian god seeing him struggle with um losing his mom and feeling guilty about the snap and not killing thanos and you know his his pride and watching him work through all of that and the way that it manifested in him was you know he's trying to fill that void with beer and video games and friends and food isolation yes yeah running from his purpose and um or at least not trying to figure out his purpose but it's um it it is marvel is doing a very commendable job of of, you know it's very easy for these superheroes to be a little bit disconnected but mm-hmm. even miss marvel watching her have you know boy problems and friend problems and insecurities and issues with her 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 relationship with her parents um i really like how they did the comparison because like one thing they don't address that much is like social media and yeah in this show they address kind of like the worst parts of it like how one, you know, spoiler alert, but there's one character that is like taking advantage of yeah. social media solely for herself. And yeah. and for me, coming from a generation who lived prior to social media and then during, uh, watching that, you're like, oh, okay. Well, and then they're kind of like, oh, that's, a, you know, she's not the first, she's not the last. There's going to be people yeah. like that. And to that play, I think that character might be redeemable. I think she's going to do something cool and she might have a I moment. hope so. I hope she yeah. does. I think she should have a moment because she can't, they just can't paint hers. She's either going to keep getting worse or they're going to redeem her. <laughs> yeah. And to see yeah. that, like how, like when she, that moment where she's like, she's trying on her suit and her mom is like, I want to, uh, I want you to wear this outfit. That's not super flattering or revealing of your curves. And, yeah. you know, I can imagine being like a, like what it's like for a younger younger girl coming to her age and feeling insecure about her body. And that's relatable. She's just like, I don't feel like I look as good as these other people. And there's an insecurity and kind of like, but my parents are telling me to love myself and not to worry about it. It's a relatable confusion. Uh, And they, I think they did a great job with that. And like, it's, it's real world stuff. I can like people deal with these things and these emotions. Yep. Yeah. Oh, go, oh ahead. go ahead. Sorry. No, I just I I I'm gonna be um I'm gonna be really interested to see the direction that they take 
um Jane Foster and Thor like his his developing journey and you know he's he's already pretty insecure about Jane anyway because <laughs> I mean you don't break Thor's heart like nobody does that and it's so really this is odd, his right? first yeah like you don't see him like I've seen he's been around superhero women and yes he doesn't even seem intimidated at all or barely acknowledges them to be honest yeah yeah but like when he sees Jane he's like what he's like oh I don't know what to do with myself yeah so I I'll be interested to see how that insecurity evolves I guess and that sort of anxiety and depression that he's you know he's obviously in the trailer we see him working hard to to move on and develop and so mm. i'll be interested to see how that how that's updated in this movie oh yeah same like especially yep. when they show they should they show him like kind of like on the mountainside looking over like the view and he's just like got long hair he's working out he's doing his like crossfitting yeah. and i'm <laughs> like this is yeah this is what this is what you would do in that scenario yeah. you gotta you got you gotta break yourself down to build yourself back up and yep and I, you know, this is just a rumor. I was reading something that, like, this might be his last Marvel movie is Thor Love and Thunder. <gasps> Stop. Yeah, well, what? that's the thing. This It's like, you know, Robert Downey Jr. says he's never going to play Iron Man again. Well, but yeah. he, you pay somebody enough money, they'll come back. But yeah. I, like, when I mean, I, I heard hope that, so. I hope young. so, too. He is young. He's, what, like, in his mid-30s? Like, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I just thought, like, when they when I heard that, I was like, okay, if that's true... The people who made Thor Love and Thunder <laughs> are aware of this. And yeah. I and this could be like one of the more like most epic Marvel movies in a long time, especially yeah. Christian Bell playing Gore. Like, yeah. I don't even care. Gore, Christian Bell in a Marvel movie? Like, I was excited to see Ethan Hawk and Moon Knight. I'm a huge Ethan Hawk fan. And yeah, he's good. I, he is great to see these like you see these upscale because you know Chris Hemsworth was in a couple things before he was Thor, but this is kind of his breakout role, kind of put him out there like worldwide, yep. made him an international star. But like to see these actors like Oscar Isaac come in and play Moon Knight and to do basically two or three characters in one body, like that's unbelievable. <laughs> I don't think anybody else could have done that. And then have Ethan Hawke play the I feel like they could have they did a great job with him. Yeah, I feel like they could have done more because at the end it kind of spoiler i'm just not gonna say anything but like i thought it was gonna go somewhere else and i thought like oh, i could have done i did too that. You know? I, I think i think they tried to do a lot in that season finale but yeah like don't get me wrong i like the like i oh i did too yeah i'm sorry for the spoilers but you know what you came in for we're gonna spoil some stuff but uh <laughs> like the godzilla fight scene between those two between uh yes the two gods i was like between it was bold. I was like, this is cool. Watching a Godzilla fight in Egypt. This is awesome. And then you see him fighting Ethan Hawke, who all of a sudden can fly now, jump around, and this dude was walking around with a cane for a while. So I was like, that was yeah. surprising. I was like, where was this? <laughs> but I was like, this was cool. It was definitely, it, it was, they experimented, and they pushed the limit, and they tried to test something. And yeah. I thought the show itself was good, and I really enjoyed it. I felt like it could have been maybe two more episodes long, yeah. longer, and shouldn't have wrapped up uh, wrapped up so quickly. You yeah. know, it's like I don't. I feel like that has been a kind of a 
kind of like a constant with a lot of these shows where they just seem like towards the end they they're trying to cram a lot of information into a finale yeah and i i wonder if they're maybe hindering themselves by doing what what has it been it's been like what six six episodes falcon and the winter soldier was six episodes Mm -hmm. but with wandavision wandavision was like nine episodes so yeah i don't know why they are trying to uh, consolidate things like i'm only thing i can i can think of is it's got to be schedule related because they have they're like we got to get this out by this time then you know another like and i think it's the balance between the release of the star wars shows along with disney they're not trying to like cram too many things at the same time like um i i I think that like i wouldn't personally mind like a star wars show because obi-wan's going on at the same time as miss marvel and I don't see, I don't hear anybody complaining about that, you know. So it's like, yeah, you can give us as much stuff. We'll all watch it. I don't care what day it comes out on. Yeah, I and you know the, I understand like if they need to get a certain show out before one of the movies. So like if we see Miss Marvel, be, because I was confused when they released Kenobi and Miss Marvel at the same time. I I thought that was interesting. Unless there is something that impacts Thor, Love, and Thunder that's in Ms. Marvel. I don't know what it would be. Yeah, because um, that's going to continue. Cause she's got cosmic powers. She so, does. And you never know. She could show up in a post credit scene. Um, yeah, yes, that could be leading into Captain Marvel, too. Yeah, but I'm trying to think. So Thor comes out, what, July 7th? Mm-hmm. So we're going to say we'll probably get one, two more episodes of Ms. Marvel, yep. which are actually very crucial episodes because they're right in the middle. So they're and episode like... four hits different. Yeah, episode four is going to give you a lot of storyline. They kind of hinted on the last episode when they introduced you to like the ending when they showed those two characters and like who, who they might be. Yep. And I was like, oh, okay. So the next episode is going to hit you with a lot of information. Yeah. And I was like, so this episode, that one could be enough to kind of make. Thor, Love, and Thunder, not confusing if she shows up in it without ruining the ending of Ms. Marvel. Yeah. So they might, who, who knows? She might not even be in at all. I've heard there's a rumor that there's supposed to be an end credit scene, possibly, or a mid-credit scene with Venom in it. They're bringing back the oh, whole... no. The Mexican... I was like, why Thor? Why Thor? Don't do it in Thor. Oh, I hope... Gosh, I hope not. Who I mean, Who are your sources? <laughs> I'm just going off... Yeah, I don't really have I'm any of the good sources. These are all just things I watch on YouTube and certain things. Did, so I'm just like, did you like do... Venom? I, so, I, from what I remember as Venom as a kid, Venom okay. was a straightforward villain. Yep. And, and Spider-Man, he was not likable. He was not humorous. He was a bad guy. Yeah. And the one thing I kind of... When I first saw the first, when I saw the first Venom, I was like, "So I get what they're trying to do. It's a buddy cop kind of show, you yeah. know, like." But Venom's a bad guy. You can make yeah. a show about him being an antihero and just being bad. Like, let him eat people. Don't don't <laughs> you know, yeah. don't tell him like, "Hey, you got to not eat people. Let him eat the bad guys." That would that would keep the the evil or bad arc because he is an alien symbiote from another planet who apparently every other symbiote doesn't care about anything besides eating and power. So why is Venom different? 
and he didn't need to be. So I like yeah. I like the cons I like the visual. I like Tom Hardy, but I just thought maybe they just should have kept him being bad. Yeah. Yeah. I and I mean I don't know what Sony I mean there's a lot of potential with Venom, but especially in the Spider-Verse, but I don't I just don't know what Sony's doing. I don't know if Sony knows what Sony's doing. So. I don't think they do. I think it's like when you're trying why are you trying to one up or be experimental with properties that are still connected, whether legally or not, to Marvel? Like, yeah. the, I, I think what the next three Spider-Man movies are supposed to be made through Sony. Yes. Yep. So I'm like with Tom Holland. Uh, I'm uh, like, you don't. You're not. I don't. Do they realize that th them no. themselves <laughs> don't make people excited for these movies? Yeah. Like, no. especially with the success of No Way Home. Yep. You're going to make the next one, which is going to have more expectation because they're just going to, people are going to want more out of each movie with Tom Holland because you set the bar so high that if the next one sucks, people are going to lose hope. And yeah, like, I don't, I don't understand it. I, 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 I don't know why they're going back and forth. And it's been, you know, I like, you see what happened with Morbius. Like, <laughs> Like I, I, Jared Leto, what what's going on, dude? I thought you yeah. knew better. Like you're in so many good movies, and then this one, I I don't know. I, I I'm sure editing has a huge part of it. It could yeah, have been a different movie before they made it into what it was. Yeah, my one of my worst fears. I so I one of my absolute favorite Marvel heroines is Jessica Drew. I love Spider Woman. Um, and they announced, a f I guess, a few years ago now at this point, or maybe a couple of years ago, but they announced that Olivia Wilde was going to be helming some sort of Spider-Woman related project. As a, as a director, right? I'm dreading it, yes. And I I just, oh God, I hope that I'm they figure think, out what they're like, doing. She did like those coming of age movies with like teenage girls. Yes, uh, like book 13? smart. Was that it? 16? It was like the uh, title of a movie. It was like about t teenage girls. Of teenage yes. There was book smart with Beanie Feldstein. Mm -hmm. um, but she also did an action movie that was pretty cool. And she starred in it. Uh, I forget what it was called. I don't know if it was called Vigilante. I think that it was called Vigilante. Familiar. Yeah. And she was just like getting revenge on. It was like enough with jennifer lopez have you seen that yeah but yeah, i haven't seen that in a long time Olivia enough with jennifer lopez. <laughs> that was uh early 2000s was that yes yeah okay it's been a while i was, trying, I was hoping i was like i hope i'm not getting a halle berry movie confused with jennifer lopez <laughs> no no so she's it's very similar to that movie but she was awesome she was she directed it and starred in it and did a great job at both so yeah, so I'm like, a fan of hers. We'll see what happens, Sony. Who knows? And like I knew that she was gonna make some good stuff too. Cause I mean, like, um, she was with uh Jason Sudeikis for a while, and mm -hmm. they're both super creative people. I was like, I get why yep. they gravitate towards each other. It's you know, it didn't work out, it is what it is with their relationship, but like just knowing that like when you're two creative people working together, you can kind of fuel, get ideas. Uh, inspire yeah you can grow as like artists and it seems like when they were at that period of their lives they both just like catapulted you know Sudeikis yeah. uh got 
turned Ted Lasso into like what it was or what it is. And, you know, she got big with her directorial stuff and it's just cool to see that. So it's like, there's hope for it, but as like, like you said, for you being like, you know, the diehard Marvel fan and hearing that news of her possibly directing the spider storyline, do you think it seems more political because of certain things because of like who she is, she's recognizable. So it draws like when people hear her name, it, Oh, they'll draw attention to a character because people might be intimidated by a female version of Spider-Man, which I don't quite understand why. I think that's super cool. Like, give me a Spider-Gwen movie. Get, like, anything. Yeah. Like, that'd be awesome. Give me... I'm, I'm. Do you know who Kevin Smith is? I'm pretty sure you know who Kevin Smith is. Yes, yeah, Kevin right? Smith. I, I, Jay, I like to think of myself as having, like, the same perspective of him. Like, give me all of it. I'm yes. Not, I'm not Mark Bernardin. I'm not criticizing everything on a daily basis. Like, give it to me. I'm happy to be alive yeah. in yeah. a time where Marvel is feeding me endless supply. Disney's giving me everything. I'll I'll take all of it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm 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 happy to have her on the project. I don't know if you've seen um the trailer for Don't Worry Darling with Harry Styles and Florence Pugh. I've not seen the trailer. I saw I, I follow Florence Pugh on Instagram and she put up something about it. So I've heard I know that they're good. doing it, but I have not watched the trailer yet. Well, so if you next time you see the trailer, um it's it's Olivia Wilde directing it. So I'm I'm so excited for that movie. I think she's I think she's very talented. Um is that movie based on like a book or a series or that's a good question. I don't know. I do think it's interesting that it's two Marvel actors. Um, I know she's dating Harry, but it's still, I, I wonder if, um, I don't know. I wonder if there could be things, talks going on with Marvel and Sony about Spider-Woman. Mm. Um, I would, I would be so excited if that was the case, but. Well, if you had to, if you could cast like an actress to play spider woman like in your mind do you have any ideas of like oh she'd be great for that role lizzie kaplan i think I would that be name sounds familiar what, what has she been in? lizzie kaplan she might be a little too old i don't know but well no she's my age she's not old at all um she is she's did you see mean girls yeah she was the goth chick in Mean oh. Girls, the sassy goth chick, Janice. That could be that could be really cool. Yes, she's and she she's just epically talented. She was in Cloverfield. Oh um, yeah, okay. Now I have a I have a picture. Yeah, she's that could funny. be really cool. I heard like Dakota Johnson was like in like a throw up to be Spider. Like I, it's all rumor because I, I mean I just yeah I I read this and then if it pops up on like another another new source then i'm like oh maybe there might be some credibility maybe if it's more than one site's talking about it but also yeah if it's clickbaity you know yeah just oh we're gonna write on this but and then i know because dakota like you got that movie with harry styles and florence Mm -hmm. Pugh coming out directed by olivia wilde and you know harry styles being in the eternals movie florence Pugh right playing black widow's sister i forgot her name I'm so bad at these. Like I know <laughs> them, and then when it comes down to remembering them in the moment, I can't remember anything. And and then you got um, Dakota Johnson, who is like, I think she's just had a movie come out on Netflix. 
Yes, I saw. I I forget what the title of it was, but yeah, I saw that. I think it's on. Is it Hulu or Netflix? It's a, it's called it's like a dance movie. It's called like Cha Cha, Real Smooth or something. Yes, yes, you're right. Yep. Yeah. So for me, when I start seeing these, you know, characters that are involved in Disney projects, uh, or Marvel projects, kind of show up in other movies that are being released timing wise to like rumors or like it's all seems perfectly timed and it's not yes i'm like is it it's too coincidental that it's that perfectly timed it's mark yep. it's good marketing and like the she hulk the she hulk announcement do you have Fake a, announcement. a question about that do you think that the cgi mishap was on <laughs> um i do think it's interesting that they've cleaned up that cgi real quick when they put it that made trailer it a on lot Disney better Plus. very fast yep <laughs> yeah <laughs> very fast so that's why i was like okay for one you're a multi-billion dollar corporation yeah. who probably has a lot of people watch with their eyes on it like um, kevin feige did not check oh, yeah. that out and be like we're good send it yeah like they're like hmm, how do we get kind of more intrigue about it you know it's got mark ruffalo in it you see the dude who played abomination and i can't remember his name uh in the hulk movie i believe because he was the guy who played abomination in the edward norton hulk. Mm -hmm. i think and it's I tim like, roth T tim roth yeah i was a great pull that's tight cool it's super fun to yep. bring him back i did not expect that yep. and then fun. so you got all this but then the cgi mishap wouldn't have happened like you're too pro you're too professional for that to happen it's it's gotta be to get people to talk about it yeah and then i think so and then you see that the cgi for that trailer probably took a very long time or for the show in general oh yeah the fact that you replaced all the clip like made the cgi dramatically better in such a short amount of time yep <laughs> it's gotta be intentional i don't know yeah that's my theory i i, I think i think so and i think they probably like to gauge the excitement um about a certain hero or a certain show like when they because i don't know how you would have someone like mark ruffalo uh who is i would say he's very in um in i mean he's got to be some, at some level an insider mm -hmm. with marvel stuff and he had tweeted about tatiana maslany being cast i think he said something like welcome to the fam cousin yeah. Um, so I don't know how you have something like that happen with somebody who is pretty keyed into what's happening in the Marvel world and then say like, no, that's not actually, <laughs> that's not actually happening. That's not official. It's not real. Yeah. Um, unless you wanted people to talk about it. Exactly. For some reason. And I, I, I think of legalities, right? Because yeah. they're all signing, con they've all signed contracts long-term contracts just what you know just things that they can't that they can say things that they can't say you have those moments where you think that somebody slipped up on the tonight show with jimmy fallon right and yeah and they're like oh no i just no you, you know what you're doing like you would get sued dramatically and just realize you lost like a couple million dollars just oh, by yeah. saying those two words so i think like i think it's it's all in the sake of marketing and in a way it's fun because it, it gets you excited it gets you to look forward to something. It creates dialogue and conversation. We're talking about it, you yep. know, and um, kind of gets the, the news rolling because you want they 
you want to be excited about it as much as possible. And even if like, like I remember Kevin Smith saying when uh, Kenobi got announced that it was coming, like I think uh, it was on the Fat Man Beyond mm-hmm. podcast he does with Mark Bernard, and he's like, he wasn't too initially excited for it. He was like, eh, I don't really think I need an Obi Wan Kenobi. We know what Obi Wan Kenobi does. Yeah, you know what he becomes. Uh, but after watching it, he's kind of like, mm, you know, it's nice. I'm, it's watchable. I'm gonna watch it's it. It's nice. <laughs> yeah, you, you give it to me. I'm gonna watch it. And yeah. and I think with Marvel. They do a good job of building excitement, but a long, but kind of sided sided with that kind of like resistance, of, yeah. and skepticism of like, is this going to be good? Hmm. You know, for me, I try to go in watching these shows with a non pessimistic mind, like yeah. kind of with a grateful mindset, right? Because I'm like, yeah. after dealing with COVID, you know, yeah, like we both had it. It sucked, and. Yep. And living through it, fortunately, because a lot of people didn't. Yeah. And that's super unfortunate and sad. And we yeah. have we are gifted life to be able to continue going and watch Marvel movies. Yeah. And I think for me to go into watching these things with a pessimistic mindset and um and just like shit all over it, yeah, would be a, a shame, like a, a dishonor to movie watchers and moviegoers anywhere. I'm gonna go in there with a clear mind. And just enjoy the experience, you yeah. know. Like I, I, I don't see why anybody would pay money for a Disney Plus membership or go buy a movie ticket and just not enjoy themselves. Yeah, yeah, that's true. People are subscribing. I mean, you might as well get your money's worth out of it. Exactly. Why not? Some people like to hate watch, but I'm not a hate watcher. Yeah, yeah no, me neither. Um, and there's a lot that we're being given right now, so. I mean, just why not is my question. Like, why wouldn't you want to enjoy it? Why, you know? Exactly. And let me ask you something. If there is there, um, this might be like a random question, but is there a Marvel comic storyline project that hasn't been made yet that you would like to see made? Ooh, that's a great question. Um. Oh gosh, I'm like going through the catalog in oh, my that's, brain. Uh, that's what I'm saying. There's deep cuts. You're gonna yeah, it's deep like cut. what? There's so many things and so many options. I you know I think yes. I guess okay. I can go for DC projects as well. Like if there's a DC or oh. any other comic that you would like. I mean, obviously, I would love Nubia to be made. Um, Nubia uh, is right now in the comic. She is queen of the Amazons. Um, so that would be cool. But I also, so Marvel properties though, um, I would love, so deep cut, I would love um, Hulkling and Wiccan to be made. They're young Avengers. So I think it could be coming at some point if they decide yeah. to do Avengers, but uh, with characters that we already know, there are a lot of Bucky and Natasha storylines that I think could still be made with Bucky and Yelena. I'm uh, surprised the Winter Soldier or Bucky's character haven't gotten a solo movie. Yeah. I think people like him enough. I thought that I thought he that could. would have happened already. Yeah, same. I, I think I think it could happen. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if if they maybe branch out of Falcon and Winter Soldier 
mm-hmm. and they do Captain America four with Anthony Mackie and then some kind of white wolf project with um, Stan. Exactly. And that's the thing. Cause like, you know, I think it was in, um, was it Endgame that they address him as the, the white wolf, but like with Wakanda forever coming out this year, like, I think, yeah. I think we're going to get some Sebastian Stan as winter soldier in that. Yeah. You know I think I mean? so. Like they're bringing back Michael B. Jordan as Killmonger. You know they have yeah, all the that... characters yes. minus um, Chadwick Boseman. So, yeah. like I think this is an opportunity. Like, hey man, you know, like he owes you a debt because you gave him some metal arms. Yeah, and like helped him out, like kept him alive, and kind of helped him become more at peace with himself. Yep. I think it's going to be. I think not to draw attention from you know the storyline of that of Wakanda and those characters. But I think adding Bucky into that would be a cool tie-in. I think so. I think having um, I do. Th- I think it was Infinity War that it was either Okoye or Io that called. Him. I think it was Io that called him White Wolf. But um, yes, I think that would be a really neat tie-in for him for yeah. for for Bucky's character. No, I think that I think it'd be good too. Like, there's just endless possibilities. Yes. You know? And that's that's the one thing that gives me endless optimism about where things are going. Because as I'm a fan, I, I like being yep. entertained. Like I'll watch any. You throw Star Wars at me, I'm gonna watch it. You throw Marvel stuff at me, I'm gonna watch it. You throw me the Blue Beetle, throw me a DC. Yes, anything. I'm excited for that, dude. Like I, I am too. I just I just talked with the guy who's writing it, um, Josh Trujillo. Wow. He's gonna be writing the new the new Blue Beetle project yes that's awesome dude like i just think like there's so much it's so cool i'm more excited for the blue beetle than i am for shazam i mean black adam seems fun (laughs) but blue beetle is like it seems like there there's hope around it and you could tell how when they advertise something that like oh we can't tell you how great this is gonna be yeah because there's so much publicity going around about you know ezra miller and the flash and all that drama um I don't know why people keep talking about Batflick. Like he's going to come back anytime. Who cares if he does, he does. Cool. <laughs> I like Ben Affleck. Uh, but just like the idea of like, and they got that young actor from uh, the karate kid show. Uh, oh, really? Cobra Kai. Yeah. He's one of the characters in Cobra Kai. Like he got big in that show. He's got a really big role in that. I forgot the character's name. I forgot his name too, but, but he's great. in I it. Know who he's going to play Blue Beetle. So he's like an up and coming actor. And then you tie his character in, which is probably going to be eventually thrown into a, a bigger, you know, multiversal yeah. or cosmic version of Justice League or another character bringing of all the characters, you know. And so I'm excited for that. And yep. like, I'm glad like me and you got to talk. You, you informed me about so much. You t- uh, kind of like revamped this energy <laughs> of optimism of like, I need to dive into some comics. And I wanted to ask Good. you. For a person who's like a newcomer to comic books and yeah. want to collect, you know, I don't like I know I don't need to like what would you recommend would be like a good first comic book to start with? Oh, that's a great question. I think I would say um, because comics are kind of weird in that there are so many different um, we call them runs. So like a series of issues about a character there are multiple series about the same character and so the way that they are numbered can get a little bit confusing uh-huh. so i would say start with 
the collections that they're called omnibuses or trade paperbacks. Um, and trade paperbacks and omnibuses are collections of those series. Okay. Omnibuses are huge. So they are, they're a collection of all of the series. So all of the trade paperbacks, um, but the trade paperbacks are a collection of all of the issues in a series. So I would say start, start there. If you liked Moon Knight, I would read the, I actually just read it, um, the Jeff Lemire run um, or the series of comics. Uh-huh. And that, that one's a great one. Um, I can send these to you in a message. So oh, I would, I would love that. Okay. Um, Black Widow. I'm, I'm a huge Black Widow fan. All of her, all of her series, the latest Kelly Thompson um, run with Black Widow was excellent. It's 15 okay. issues. So not, not too crazy of a time investment. I know you got kiddos. So, uh, I'm trying to find like honestly like I I've been talking to my wife I'm like I start need to start reading more like I I I've I've avoided reading books and like I listen to a lot of I listen to like documentaries podcasts a uh, couple audio books that are usually like some form of like self help book and <laughs> yes. so like now I'm like okay all I I need to start I, I feel like this eager need to sit down and read a book and I own none. Yeah. You know, so I'll, I'd be like, what's the one thing I love. And I know I'm not going to get bored with because that's a problem I have with like ADD is that I'll start something and I lose interest immediately. Yeah. If it's not immediately like wrapping me in. I, I would say then there's, there is an app called Marvel unlimited. Okay. That So you don't have to commit to one big purchase of comics uh -huh. um you can pay i think it's 10 bucks a month but you have access to every marvel comic ever wow um and so if you start reading like the winter soldier comic and you're like eh, this isn't tickling my fancy you can like just switch to another thing and try a different thing i think i'm gonna do that that it's, sounds wonderful marvel unlimited is yes, that? and they have they have collections, so you can click a character that you're interested in, and it'll pull all of these issues about this one character. Okay. It's excellent. It's a great app, Marvel Unlimited. Okay, I will definitely check that out then. Um, but I really appreciate you coming on and talking with Absolutely. me. Absolutely, um, this was I feel fun. like we have so much more to talk about. Like I would love I to have you on again if you're ever sure. interested. Yes, let's do it. Um, is there anything that you'd like to promote? I just, my Instagram account, I don't have a brick and mortar store yet. One day, that is the dream. Uh, I love the Oprah quote that uh, she says, do what you have to do until you can do what you want to do. That's so, like that, the words out of my dad's mouth. Yes, <laughs> there you go. Um, but I'm at the Nerd Emporium on Instagram, and I've got all my merch and inventory up on there. I'm about to do a big inventory dump. So um, okay. lots of good stuff on there. Awesome. Um, oh, and heard? then can I, can I plug, can I plug, plug my show? Plug anything you'd like. Uh, last Fridays of the month, um, this coming Friday, June 24th, uh, I do an extravaganza episode. It's uh, I get a bunch of, um, we have more, shows on our on our network it's called nerd life network 
Um, we have a bunch of shows on our, on our network that I put together into this like big celebration extravaganza episode on the last Friday of every month. So this week it's June 24th and we're doing a pride special. Um, okay. it's going to be super fun. 7:30 central standard time. So 5:30 your time. Well, if, if there's any links that you want to send me, I'll sure. add them into the description after I'm finished editing and that'll all be in the, the information. Cool. Thank you. Yes. Uh -huh. Yeah, this was so fun. Thank you for having me. Thank you. I'm, I'm, I felt like it went well. I feel like I'm so awkward sometimes. Like, I, 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 <laughs> No, I, I hated it. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't, I, I start to ramble and then I, I pull myself back because I feel like I'm just going to like go crazy and start like, like so you're passionate. It's, I would rather talk to somebody who can't stop talking about something they love than somebody who's just like got dead eyes and exactly. not knowing was, what to say. And that's like, I was super, I was like kind of intimidated because I was like, I do not, I know I don't know as much comics about comics as you. And I was like, but I love it. And I hope that she senses that I do so she can give me some of the information Absolutely. that is stored up in her brain and kind of flood me with the passion and love <laughs> that she has for this stuff and can like, like, right. I feel energetic, amped Good. up, motivated, and ecstatic for like the future of anything, Marvel. I'm so and, glad. And you are such like a positive light that just kind of like forward me in the direction that I needed. That's and so I, nice. <laughs> and I always <laughs> love having these positive, awesome conversations. And uh, I feel like the world needs more of these and I need more of yes, it. So I'd love for, sure. for you to come back on when, whenever you can, whenever you want, you're, yes, you're welcome. Definitely. Um, but guys follow, uh, follow me at the wild weird on the wild, uh, on Instagram at the wild weird uh, YouTube, the wild weird. Um, this episode I'm thinking will be up tomorrow or Wednesday. Okay. So uh, look forward for that. Look forward to that. God, I'm like, so, still super amped up. And <laughs> uh, um, I think, thank you everybody who subscribed. Please follow Sarah, Sarah at the Nerd Emporium on Instagram. Check out her collections. Watch her videos. She talks to super interesting people. Uh, she's super interesting. Like <laughs> you can't go wrong when people just love, to, like when people just talk about ideas and express themselves and the things they love and the things they're passionate about. Yeah. You can't go, you can't go wrong. So I, Sarah, thank you so much. Yes, thank you. And I look forward to the next time we talk. And please send me those links, and I will definitely check oh. out Marvel Unlimited. So next time we talk, I'll be able to annoy you with all yes. the things I've read about. We'll annoy each other. Sounds great. <laughs> thank you so much, Lydia. Thanks, or Sarah. Greg. Oh, God, I'm like, for some reason, I like went right to your That's last okay. name. That's um, okay. It's my middle name, so it's, it makes all sense. Oh, it is? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, my full name is Gregory, <laughs> and I've contemplated, like, not putting my last name out because everybody gets it wrong every time. But I'm just like, <laughs> how do you pronounce it? Gonzalez. So the C is like an S sound. Okay. So like I get a lot of Goncalves. Goncalves. Yeah. It's Goncalves. A, yeah, Goncalves is probably <laughs> the most popular one. But I get used to it. I mean, I've been dealing with it my whole life. But Sarah, thank you so much. Uh, it's a pleasure. And everybody, follow Sarah. At the Nerd Emporium on Instagram. Check out her stuff. She's got some cool shit. Thank you. Yes. Thank you, Sarah. Have a good day. You too. Thanks, Greg. Thank you. Right. Bye. Bye.